0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash podcast.
1: Well, I heard somebody say that holding on to a grudge, to unforgiveness, is like drinking poison and expecting it to harm the other person. It doesn't really do that. Uh, Today we're going to discuss what it means to choose forgiveness even when your spouse has hurt you. I'm John Fuller along with Focus colleagues and friends Aaron and Greg Smalley. And uh, Aaron, you counsel a lot of couples. What do you see as one of the more common reasons for the struggle to forgive Mm -hmm. in marriage?
0: Often what's going on is that there's been a painful experience and the person is going, if I forgive you, does that mean that you're just gonna forget the pain that this has caused me? And if I don't know that you understand the pain that it caused me, you're just going to do it again. So it's going to be repeated. So typically what I find is that someone will hold on to it and keep bringing it up over. Uh, sometimes someone comes in because she just won't let it go. And I'll say, well, there's a reason. And I'll ask the the wife, you know, how understood do you feel? How much do you feel like he gets the pain that that incident caused you? And she'll say, I don't. Well, then she's going to keep bringing it up because there's a fear. If I let it go, it's going to happen again. And I don't want to hurt like I hurt. And it, you know, it's it it's very common um, within a marriage that we can we're vulnerable, yeah. and it can be very painful.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and hear more about forgiveness and the importance of forgiveness, particularly in marriage, as we talk to Leslie Vernick. Uh, here's the conversation Jim Daly and I had with Leslie recently about this. Uh, Leslie. One thing that harms marriage is is that inability to forgive. You keep a record. It was August 14th when you did that to me, 2001, and the husband or the wife is caught off guard, not even know the record's been kept. What do you say to the spouse that isn't letting go of those past hurts?
2: Two things. One is I say, what are you getting out of holding on to it? Because mm-hmm. there's always a payoff, you know. So one woman who I asked that, she said, in a moment of real honesty, self-reflective honesty, she said, "You know what? I get to be right, and I get to punish him for the rest of his life for what he did to me."
1: Why is that so important to us?
2: Well, and I say, what is it costing you to do that? What's it costing your marriage? What's it costing your testimony to do that? And so sometimes we need to ask each other. Those hard questions to make us think because some people are not very reflective. They don't ask themselves those hard questions. And so we need that one another in that community to ask ourselves that question. But the other reason I think people find it so hard to forgive, Jim, is that I think that in sometimes in our marriage counseling and coaching and teaching from the pulpit, we've said amnesty instead of really making amends. Hmm. And it makes it much harder for someone to forgive someone when the other person doesn't show they're really sorry. They say, I'm sorry. Enough, everybody. We're not talking about it. Subject (laughs) over. Well, that's not really sorry, and that's not really easy to forgive when someone talks about that. So when you look at the process of reconciliation in Joseph's life, for example, he had forgiven his brothers long before they ever came to get food from him in the Old Testament in Genesis because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to be kind to them. But he didn't reconcile with them for a minute. He didn't know their hearts. He didn't trust them. And he tested them in many different ways to see who they were and whether he really wanted to expose himself to their treachery again. And so I think that oftentimes people have a hard time forgiving someone because trust has been broken and there hasn't been sufficient healing and making amends in that relationship. And the Bible is all about making restitution and making amends. When you've sinned against someone, it's not just to get out of jail free card, God says you have to forgive me, and it's over with. But I think that the person who's done the sinning against someone, if they show honest compassion and empathy for the pain they've caused,
1: mm.
2: that helps another person to begin to forgive.
1: It is a cheap grace that we apply Mm -hmm. as opposed to behavior.
2: And then we scold the person who's not forgiving because they haven't forgiven versus really help the person who's the sinner to really make the correct amends Mm. to help that person make the ability to forgive. Mm.
1: Uh, Leslie, I'd imagine that bitterness and contempt can ruin a marriage probably even faster than bad behavior uh, because it's insidious. It just continues to erode the relationship.
2: Absolutely. Um, psychologist John Gottman, he's a researcher on marriage, definitely says that there's four horsemen of destructive marriages and bitterness and contempt are one of uh, some of them because those are the things that erode like acid mm. on metal. You know, you're just not going to have a marriage if you continue those things. And so when both people are feeling like I'm right and you're wrong and they're angry that the other person isn't giving in, you have to decide what's more important, your marriage or being right. Yeah, And one of you is going to have to decide to take the high road. And that is not necessarily to let go of everything, but at least to humble yourself before the Lord, confess your own bitterness and your sin, and begin to approach your spouse in a different way.
1: Mm. Yeah, so this is really hard for some couples to talk about. And uh, Jim mentioned how, a toxic unforgiveness is in a relationship, uh, Aaron, There is somebody who's been listening, thinking, Ugh, "This is so us. This is so me." And I care, but my spouse doesn't care. Uh, how do I? How do I get to a point of them caring that we've talked about this, that there's some resolution that? There's been forgiveness. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say one of the biggest keys. So if it's you that's going, she just won't get over it. He just won't get over it. Let it go already. A, Surround yourself with with someone who can help you navigate this conversation, whether it's a pastor, a licensed Christian counselor. Just know that there is help and there's support. However, make it your goal to really understand what was that pain like? How did that impact your spouse, whatever happened? Working with a couple several years back, they were dealing with one spouse had, had been consistently viewing pornography. And he wanted to just move on from it. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. But the wife was stuck just going, this hurt me. And she br- continued to bring it up. And so I asked, to what degree do you feel like he really gets how this impacted you? And she said, I don't. Hmm. And so in session, we we processed that. And I encouraged him, just listen. What do you hear her saying? What do you hear her feeling? Reflect that back to her. Tell her, I, I get it. You felt disrespected. You felt invalidated. Betrayed. All these, yeah. Yes, betrayed. And as they did that, I saw a softness come over her and a reconnection occur.
1: Okay. So is that the end of the matter then? Or well, is no. he feeling like, okay, we did that once. Do I have, how many times do I have to keep doing This is doing what I that? say. Yeah.
0: When there's been an injury, an attachment injury within the relationship, whether it's infidelity, pornography, deceit, whatever it is, I say listen and care for your spouse for as long as they need it. Hmm. That when they bring it up, step into that listener role and really try to dig in and understand. It's easy for us to get defensive because we're like, "Oh, come on." If you get defensive, let them know, "Hey, I need to I need a break here. I'm going to go take care of me. I'll be back." And then reengage. Now, if it is can it's every day and all day long and you guys feel stuck and you just are not get help, Yet yeah. bring someone else into the picture and figure out why, what's going on that we're stuck.
1: Yeah. Cause I can imagine that wife that you're talking about might feel like that was a big deal. Yes. That was a serious deal. And I, that, that violation is mm-hmm. so significant. I'm not going to get over it as, as nice as that session was. I'm not going to get yes. over it in a session. I can also feel on the other side, the husband saying, how high do I have to jump? Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore.
0: And that's exactly what he said.
1: Oh, really? Exactly. Oh, my. And,
0: you know, why, when, how much is enough? Is it ever going to be enough? And I challenged him. I just said, you know what? Become a man of integrity and become the man that God is calling you to be for you, between you and God. Hmm. And she's watching. She'll see that. Yeah. And before you know it, The walls will start coming down as she feels safe.
1: That's really, really good. And as you're listening along, you might be feeling like that couple or you've got some other issues and you are not finding the breakthrough you need. Uh, Please know, uh, because of generous donors, we have some caring Christian counselors here. Uh, We can offer a, a free consultation with them. Uh, you and your spouse, or just you. Uh, We want you to talk through the circumstances you're struggling with with someone that you can trust, and these counselors are great. I have used their initial consultation services myself. I think you'll find them to be really beneficial, and uh, the number is 800-A-FAMILY. We'll set up a time for them to call you back. It's really, really good. It's confidential, and as I said, it's a free service that we offer to you. Uh, They'll work with you, they'll offer some suggestions, and they can make some connections in your area if you need a counselor for ongoing conversations. We do, of course, recommend Leslie Vernick's excellent book, How to Act Right When Your Spouse Acts Wrong. Uh, We've got copies of that. We'll send one to you when you make a generous donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Details about the book and our counseling team are in the show notes, and I've mentioned this a number of times. We really have improved our show notes I think you'll find what you're looking for and so much more. Uh, Check them out. Well, next time, Leslie Vernick is back. And uh, for the Smallies and our entire team here, thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.